Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Sunday, June the 25th, 2023. Happy half birthday to Jesus. We're halfway to Christmas. Uh, Today is also the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. So, although that final line there is kind of um, frightening, this is a very consoling gospel reading. We are in the hands of God, the creator of the universe, the master of the universe, and he loves us. And he tells us, do not be afraid. Rather, have a healthy fear of God. A healthy fear. It's not the same thing. It's not like an out-of-control, anxiety-type fear, but rather it's a reverential fear that we should obey him. And we should appreciate all he's done. It's fear of the Lord is also called awe. It's also called reverence. So it's a different type of fear. But let's get into our fears a little bit here. This is a huge topic. Pope John Paul, as I've mentioned many times, used to say at the heart of of all of our problems in the world today, is the father wound. Our whole society is wounded by the father wound. It's really the perennial wound for all the ages, but in this day and age especially, because we have the breakdown of the family, we have a post-Christian society where everyone's returning to atheism, and we have abortion. And we have just, you know, broken families everywhere. We have people uh, being raised. You know, they were conceived by a man and a woman. Everybody was. Can't get away from that. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you want to redefine gender, everybody was conceived by a man and a woman together. Yet, people are growing up in situations that do not reflect that. And therefore, it goes against our nature. So usually the mom sticks around, in other words, the dad does not. For whatever reason, maybe dad decided he thinks he's going to, wants to be a woman, something, maybe dad, whatever, he slept with many women, he's irresponsible, maybe there's whatever, 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 you know, there's so many situations. And, you know, as Christians, when we minister to people, we're not trying to go after judgment of all these situations, what we're, what we should be trying to do is just to help people heal. But we have to address the problem in order to do that. We have to acknowledge this is what's happened 
And now, how can we provide healing? How can we build up the family better? How can we help people to heal from their wounds? I know for me, I love working in schools where I just get to play that fatherly role because so many of these kids do not have a father figure. But even more so, if people are not praying, then they don't have a relationship with their father in heaven. And it's the relationship with the father here on earth and ultimately a relationship with the father in heaven that takes away fear. This is one of dad's functions. And we don't say when we talk about men's and women's roles, it's not about being chauvinistic. It's not about being sexist and a woman can't do this or whatever. That's not what we're saying at all. Very often you have single parent families where, yeah, one person, usually the mom is doing everything. But by our nature, according to our biology and even psychology, talks about this a great deal. Uh, there are certain benefits to typically what mothers do, typically what fathers do. And one of the things that fathers do is that they help us to grow in a sense of well-being. This would have been great last week for Father's Day to talk about this. But God's will be done. The Lord arranges things as he wants. So I know for myself, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was, and, and I still have anxiety that I wrestle with. I still have it. I mean, it, it's, it pops up all over the place in different forms for different reasons. But yeah, when I was younger, I was a really nervous type. I was a, and I still am an overachiever perfectionist, but yeah, as a kid, I was getting straight A's and I just needed to do everything perfect. I needed, I like it. There was this feeling of my self-worth uh, goes together with my accomplishments as opposed to just being a child of God. And I used to have a little bit of a nervous twitch. And when I went to Medjugorje, when I was 16 and just started to pray, started to have a relationship with the mother and the father, with our lady and with Jesus and then the father through Jesus, uh, a lot of that stuff started to go away and I started to have inner peace. And for the rest of my life since then, at least I've known the way to peace, even if in a given moment my issues flare up and I sometimes even maybe have a panic attack. Still, I know, all right, now I need to go pray. I need to bring this to the father. I need to bring this to my daddy in heaven. I need this to bring this to the blessed mother as well. And sitting there in prayer, the peace comes back. This is the message. This is if we believe in Medjugorje, of course, this church is still investigating it, but that is generally the message. You know, prayer leads to peace. It's the same message as Fatima, that through prayer, we find peace, and ultimately, that can lead to peace in the world. So, our Lord says, do not be afraid. We have so much anxiety. We all have father wounds. And the society today, we... we so many, so much of our society tries to pride itself. It's the city of man It's versus the city of God. It's the same old story, but trying to pride itself on, look at us, look at our accomplishments. And now we're even moving in the direction of artificial intelligence, where it's not even going to be our accomplishments anymore. It's going to be now computers with such advanced intelligence that we don't even have to do anything. Where more and more, we're just moving away from God. And at some point, God will put a stop to it, but he allows us to um, to go here. He allows us to proceed forward because he made us and he gave us free will. 
and he wants to see what we'll do with it. But yeah, we have a choice, cling to him or not. And when we cling to him, our fears go away. At least we have the potential for that. To rest in his peace. So many gospel readings talk about, you know, just being with the Lord, resting in his peace, seeing him face to face in the book of Revelation. In heaven, there's going to be total peace. No more worries, no more anxieties. We're going to see the universe, stars colliding and everything. And we'll be at peace about it all because we'll realize that it's all in God's hands. He is the author of it all. This was the theme of Pope John Paul's papacy. Do was one of his themes, but it was a huge theme. Do not be afraid. It's the first thing he said as Pope. One of his great missions as Pope, he was Holy Father for 26 years, was the overthrow of communism. And he had great success, especially with Poland and Russia, Eastern Europe. And he said to the people, just, you know, he didn't tell them to revolt. He told them to be peaceful and prayerful, but do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It was just using this reading. Do not be afraid of oppressive regimes. Do not be afraid of governments that try to put you down. Do not be afraid because God is bigger than all this. And he just in his spiritual leadership, he encouraged those that organized the people to just peacefully oppose their dictatorial leaders, their oppressive regimes that sought to enslave them. And little by little, the people rose up. The people were able to topple these governments. He said that they were already falling. They were already in, in shambles because they had no good foundation. They had spent their time and now their time was done. And this is what happens with oppressive regimes. This is what happens with these types of governments. They don't last because it has to be more about the people. It has to be more about uh, recognizing our creator who's given us every good thing. With Pope Benedict, he wrote the uh, one of his great encyclicals of his papacy was Spe Salvi, Saved in Hope. The virtue of hope is the opposite of fear. And, you know, under the virtue of hope, if ever you did a little study on hope, if ever, you you know, there's different books out there. Peter Kraft, I'm thinking, is one good author. There's a lot of good authors in morality that are out there that talk about the different virtues and the different vices. And under the virtue of hope, there's the virtue of trust. There's also humor. There's also uh, laughter and joy. C.S. Lewis says, there's one of the best ways to conquer the devil is laughter. There is no laughter in hell. And the devil hates laughter. Laughter says, when I laugh, that means that I have confidence in God. I have confidence that everything's going to be okay. I'm able to laugh. I'm able to enjoy myself. See, the Lord, on the one hand, tells us to carry our crosses. But even with that, he's, you know, it's in union with him. He's the one that saved us. He's the one that carried the cross. So the little crosses that we carry are merely little reflections of his great big cross. So he tells us to carry the cross, but he also, he wants us to be able to laugh and to play and to enjoy life, live life to the full. And so this is what we can do when we imagine ourselves at the feet of our creator. So yeah, Pope Benedict gives great advice on how to overcome fear in space alvi. Through prayer, through uh, facing our fears, through growing in knowledge, 
What exactly is wrong with me that I do these things, that I think these things? What exactly is this particular situation that maybe initially I'm afraid of, but upon further reflection, it's, it's not that, that great. It's not something to be afraid of. And God has me in the palm of his hands. So there's so many reasons for us to be hopeful. There's so many reasons for us to move forward, trusting in almighty God. And, you know, I always tell people not that we're supposed to be testing God, but I guess in a sense, I am kind of saying that because we all have to do things through trial and error. So I, I always challenge people who are starting in the spiritual life, pray, ask the Lord for things that you need, you know, all right, you might ask him for some huge thing and you might not get it exactly the way you prayed for it, but just keep putting it out there. Keep testing, keep, you know, like, Lord, help me, Lord, just spending time with the Lord and see what the results are. See where the peace comes in. See what gives you peace and what gives you agitation and pursue the peace. But see what the Lord does. Start developing an attitude of gratitude, as we say, as they say in Philadelphia, gratitude. Um, because you'll see the more we pray, prayer doesn't necessarily change God. I mean, we talk about it in these terms sometimes, but it changes us. It draws us into union with God's will. And part of God's will is that we be at peace and that we be grateful that we recognize we have a loving father giving us so many good things all the time. So we, we, it's like a manner of speaking to say, test him in prayer, start praying, start spending little bits of time here and there. Start bringing before him your stuff, your anxieties, your grief, and see what he does with it. See what the responses are. See that, like, for example, you're going through a rough day and somebody comes up to you and somebody gives you some consolation that you desperately need. And that's a result of prayer. So we ask the Lord to help us today overcome our fears and have a great Sunday and experience his peace on the Lord's day and every day of our lives. May we continue to grow in that sense of, I am worthy. I am a child of God. The Lord has given me this beautiful world to live in, and he has preserved me. He is, he is preserving me for life eternal in heaven with him. God bless you.